Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Title Talk. I am your host, Brady Two Wise NFL, RIP Bryson NFL. I'm here with the most handsome co co owner of Title Talk here, and that is LB Stan Gronk Nandez. Because we got a Stan Gronk Nandez. What's going on over there, LB? How's it going out? How's it going outdoors? It was a really nice day here. It was like 84 degrees. I walked outside. Probably got a sunburn. Haven't been outside in like three months. So. Here we are. How's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. I'll tell you what, I, I know it was just a horrible, terrible New York Jets, but I swear I think everybody had a little extra pep in their step today, you know, waking up to a to a win. It's always good to beat the New York Jets. I know that rivalry is kind of, you know, fizzled over the years because the Jets are just so bad, but, you know, screw them, you know, screw them. It was funny to see Nick Folk, like, like were you even – I was thinking this dude can't even kick it. I was thinking he could, didn't even have the leg to make that field goal, truthfully, but he made the kick. And, and you know, I saw some, some people comparing it to the Adam Vinatieri's kick from 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing. I was like, is, we, like, is this a joke? Or I was, I was figuring somebody was just trolling like crazy. It's funny because Jake Bailey was literally warming up in the pregame. Jake Bailey was, like, kicking 34 yarders in pregame, and, like, they were – our, our good friend, friend of the podcast, Doug Cod, was like, yeah, um, Nick Folk's back's hurt. Uh, they think he's going to go, but they're not really sure like how it's going to work. Yes, sciatica. And Jake Bailey is warming up now. And, of course, uh, for us, we've been actually talking about the podcast forever about how Jake Bailey was a good kicker in high school. But the Be- Belichick just always has, like, this weird thing about not changing the kicking motion. It's like being, It's like playing baseball and golfing. Like it's, I guess it's like similar to that. I wouldn't know because I'm, uh, I was good at baseball, but I, I'm not a very good golfer. So if I did both at once, I don't know what the difference in my shitty swing would be. So here we are with Jake Bay. Like if he starts kicking like nailing 34 yard field goals, maybe he doesn't stop sending on the punt team because the crazy thing about Jake Bailey, he's like basically been the MVP of the Patriots for the past two years. So Nick Falk makes a kick and uh, tells the Jets to go folk yourself. And I love that because, you know, we do. Yeah, we love it. We love it, LB. There's a lot of things to get to in this game. Uh, a lot of things going on. A lot of things potentially I was wrong about. Uh, you're you're never wrong, so you don't have to worry about owning up to anything. So I'll just own up to all of it because I was wrong. So we can start out here. And, uh, you know, basically, like, if you listen to the podcast every week now, there's a lot of, like, good little nuggets. But there's just, like, a ton of stuff we're completely wrong on. You know what? That's just fine. We'll just go ahead and tell you we're wrong. So, number one, we're going to start off here with our good friend, Cam Newton, wearing his jersey right now. So, you know, last week on the pod, we come on. We're all just, you know, we're 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 Patriots fans, LB. You know, we get distressed about our team, get sad. Uh, we're emotional, just like you. We try not to be, you know, try to operate in facts and reality and not feelings. But the reality is that we just love the Patriots. It's like our, it's like our personality. And so, like, we love the Patriots so much that we just get emotional about all this stuff. So Cam Newton gets goes out here, and for the second game in the row, has an awesome PFF grade, ninety QBR. Granted. 
it is the Jets, but still, you like obviously you like seeing your team play well against no matter what. If they play bad against bad teams, and you, then you got to start worrying. But they play they played good here in this spot again. Cam played really good. He had a couple he had a couple really awesome plays. I know you posted some. But last week on the podcast, we come on here after, you know, the first couple of weeks, we're like, you know, this just shows how big of idiots fans we are, LB. This just shows how, like, <laughs> just how <laughs> we are just degenerates. Like, we're degenerate Patriots. Like, the second week, we're like, you know what? I'm starting to think Cam's a top five QB. And then last week, we're like, you know what? I think he's actually a bottom three. <laughs> and, and this week, uh, we come on here. Me and LB, is, we, have, uh, we have this formula, and uh, we patented it. And uh, Warren Sharp has actually been looking at it. And PFF is actually looking at this formula, too, to in, incorporating some of their metrics and rankings. LB and I just created this because we're just very smart. So we've created our rankings. And last week, Cam was at 29. Um, but since then, we've updated after the Buffalo game and this game. Granted, Jets defense don't really care too much. But, you know, we've got them about probably 18. Like, uh, we've, Drew Locke isn't above Cam anymore. Like, we're going to safely, like, throttle Cam. Like, he just got it. It's almost like we dropped a quiz grade. Like, he was failing. But we dropped the quiz grade, and then he got a hundred on a test, and then like he uh, he like got twenty cans for like a soup drive at school, and he got extra credit for that. So like he's been he's 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 moving up in the power rankings, LB. And you know what? I was wrong. Okay, Cam actually can look when it's in the right situation. You know, we talked about a little bit dink and dunk when he's in the right situation, and his feeder set, he's good. And especially to Jacoby Myers, which I'll let you talk about that, OB, because you, I think you're probably on the cam, the Jacoby thing, more than before anyone else. Well, it's it's funny. One thing that I think that you that I know you like to say, and I totally agree, and we've always agreed on, is, you know, Tom Brady, why did Tom Brady not like Harry? And people would say Tom Brady just shut out Harry, blah, 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 blah. And one thing that we can say is that Brady did like Myers. Brady did trust Myers, and Myers was open a lot. He just had, for whatever reason, dropped a lot of passes. We haven't seen that. All of a sudden, last night, he has this incredible game, 169 yards receiving on, I believe it was 12 receptions. He was only targeted 14 times, and I say only because it's not like he had 12 receptions on 20 targets. He was targeted 14 times, caught 12 of them, and the kid looked really good, man. I mean, it's it's hard not to be excited about Myers right now, in my opinion. And, you know, obviously the disappointment of, of what Harry's been and Cam looked, in my opinion, great. Probably his second best game of the year, maybe right there with his best game. And it, it's really making it he's so up and down, it makes it difficult to really know what we're dealing with here because he has eight rushing touchdowns. He only has two passing touchdowns. So... His stats, passing stats look pretty atrocious. He is he is adding some on the ground where they get to the red zone and they just let him run it in. We haven't seen a passing touchdown still here since week four when uh, Stidham went to Harry and, you know, never forget to stop playing with me. Can't forget that. And ever since, ever since then, I think the Patriots decided to just stop playing him altogether, whether it be a concussion or whatever. I mean, I, can he find his way back into this offense? Because I don't really see it. And Cam looked great, but it's get it's so difficult to really know what we're dealing with here because one week he looks phenomenal, the next week he looks pretty good, and then you have games where he was just absolutely horrible for three straight weeks. He had a 21 QBR, an 18 QBR, and a 3 QBR. So, I mean, 
you look at all that and you think this guy's horrible. And then all of a sudden he's better versus the bills, but he does have that, you know, that dagger fumble that really just ended the football game for you. And then last night he's, he looked awesome. There's really only one throw that I thought was pretty bad. And it was behind, um, behind and low to Myers. Myers makes the catch, but he doesn't pick up the first down. It really should have been an easy first down, um, a more accurate pass. And of course we, um, that the sack, well, it didn't end up being a sack. I don't, I think it was a sack, but they didn't end up being a sack because there was flags. It didn't look like rough in the past to me, but it didn't matter because it was holding down the field anyways, where he got absolutely smoked and he didn't feel the pressure at all. But maybe that woke him up because after that, he made some ridiculous plays in the pocket. <sighs> it's getting really hard to know what Cam is as a QB, is as a QB in this offense right now. I think it's fair to say. Sometimes he looks like he lived last night. Other times he looks like the worst quarterback I've ever seen play for the Patriots. So it's gotten weird. It's gotten really weird. It definitely is weird, OB. Here's some weird stats for you. You just said Myers had 169 yards. Fun fact, Nikhil Harry is 172 yards this season. Fun fact, in the last three games, Jacoby Myers has more yards than Nikhil Harry does in his entire career. And you yeah. said it. You said it earlier, and our good, our good friend Doug Kide tweeted it earlier. Like, good players get open, good players separate, good players catch the ball. It's really not that complicated. Like, to if you sit down at a little league game and you're watching a bunch of ten year olds, how long is it going to take you to figure out that someone is good or isn't good? Is it's like, hey, I don't want, you know what? Give this kid about seven more games. You know, he might show you something. You know what? Just maybe in three years, he just start. You know, he grows like three feet, and he's he starts hitting the threes. And no, you just you you watch him. You watch Harry in practice, and when he first got here, you you continue to watch him. And I granted, I think he has improved in some areas, but you know what? I really honestly do hate to hate to publicly just crap on the guy, but just look at the difference between Myers and Harry. And one was a college quarterback. And who got grant? He got coached by Cam Cam in some like camp or something like that. So I mean, they have that connection, which is just—it's really cool to see. Actually, Myers just owning. That's—it's good to have players that are smart and good. And I think he's going to be the Edelman of the future with Edelman being on IR. You know, a lot of people think it's going to be Gunner because Gunner's white. But the thing is, is Gunner stinks. It doesn't matter. He's if he's white. He stinks. He's, he's the worst good. kicker turner I've ever seen. He's a, and he's, he's, it's off. Well, like. I don't. I don't know if like if the casual Patriots fan notices, but I'm like my my mind is exploding every time he returns a kick. I, I think you can probably talk more about kick return than I can. But like, I already. I think I think you got it. I mean, he's in the end zone five yards deep, and he takes it out every time, and he takes it out to the seventeen. And it's like, bro, like, you know, if you take the knee, it's you get the ball at twenty five, and when your offense is bad, I mean, it changes the entire series of play calls because, you know, if you're at your own 16, every single drive, I mean, come on. Yeah. Five yards, a dri- <laughs> uh, five yards a drive that you miss on every single drive. If you get 10, y- 10 drives a game, 50 yards, you know, that's a lot of field. And I would just like to say, I know she's a good friend of yours, LB, but um, I mean, I don't know if she's a good friend of the show, but since you're on the show, I'm going to say she's a good friend of the show, but um, Gunner, ever since you took that picture with BSB, Things just haven't been quite the same. <laughs> he had a great camp, and then he gets hurt, of course. And uh, and I, I'll, I've come to the conclusion is he had a great camp because everybody else around him just looked terrible. 
You know, like he, yeah, what he was that camp great. like? Like, like what was this <laughs> camp like that Gunner looked? I mean, I'm watching the football games. All the maybe it's just the beat guys, but all of them were saying. I don't know if I don't remember if Doug was saying that, but I'm pretty sure people like How were saying that. Like Gunner's the best wide receiver to camp, and people are like, man, this is awesome. Gunner owns, and I mean, you and I were both like, maybe this is kind of bad. Like, maybe this is not a good yeah. thing. And I, I mean, what did this camp look like? I mean. Who, like, what was going on at this camp? Like, that Gunner was just absolutely. I mean, was anyone else there? Were they, was it, it was just like Cam and Gunner somewhere in some, in the middle of Foxborough somewhere, throwing passes at Foxborough Middle School or something like that? Like, what was going on here? I really want to know. Like, what was going on? I, I need like tape film. I know they talk about that one Antonio Brown practice where he, him and Brady hooked up 33 or 33, the legendary practice, because they film every practice. Their own, of course, not others, before you make a joke. But I want to see this tape of – I want to see this practice tape of Gunner LB. Like, I really do. I want to see, like, does he look like Randy Moss in this practice? Where is Gilmore in this equation? Like, is John Jones covering – who's covering this? Is it Bentley? Was was Bentley just covering him the whole time? (laughs) I don't – I don't know. Maybe it was Juwan Williams. Yeah. You know, another, another guy that we love who played what, maybe two or three snaps last night. I didn't even notice him on the field. Another second round pick that they just needed in the secondary. And, uh, you know, of course they drafted him over DK and AJ. So that's oh, always fun. Man. Well, maybe not AJ, but DK he was drafted over. We no, took they, care of they, you know what? <laughs> you hate to like go back and say, well, they could have done this. They could have done this. But, you know, we we probably a lot of us missed on DK, but AJ Brown was like, he was he was probably he was definitely year one, and he was he was my one too, and I'm a I'm a dingus like I don't know anything about anything, but I knew AJ Brown would be good, and then and then there's Terry McLaurin who they could they could have had AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, or DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, or pick two of those three they could have had even Debo Samuel in there. And Terry McLaurin was a special teams captain, Ohio State, and his good friend, Belichick's good friend, Urban Meyer. They missed on that one. But you know what? This is, and then I'm glad you said that, OB, because now we can get into our good friend, JC Jackson here, friend of the show. I mean, our friend Gronky nicknamed him Just Cover. And, <laughs> and ever since then, actually, you know, one of our friends did get a hold of JC and told him we called him Just Cover, and he likes a nickname. So, JC, good friend of the show. So, Just Cover. But, with Jawan Williams, you know, this game last night, uh, the way J Mac's been playing, and John Jones yeah. gets a little he gets a little bit too much criticism for me sometimes. But this is a game where it would be great if Jawan Williams was an outside corner and you didn't have to worry about J Mac and you could put him in there and everything worked great and he was a good pick and solid. But in this game, it just kind of highlighted you know, maybe the Patriots, you know, for the future. I mean, I like their secondary when Gilmore's in there. But for the future, man, it's uh, with the depth. I don't know. We've got, you know, P- Belichick has been known to hit on those undrafted free agents, but it's it's not looking too good. And people, LB and I are getting ready to defend our good friend J.C. Jackson because, you know, it's just funny to me because J.C. Jackson is 24 years old. You know, granted, he did run like a .5, 40 times slower than Gilmore, but still, that's like point. That's like one and a half seconds faster than Malcolm Butler. I think me, LB and I would both agree he's a better player than Malcolm Butler, but he's 24. And the thing that me and LB talked about earlier is that, like, JC is not the number one corner. Like, he's always had that safety net of Stephon Gilmore on the other side, and he's able to be handsy with some with some people on the other side. And he is handsy. I mean, I like the guy a lot, but he just has some polish to be on this technique. But 
you know, it'll be maybe I'm wrong, but maybe once if they do move on from Gilmore, I don't think this game is like indicative of JC Jackson's thinking because he did have that awesome. He had two really awesome plays in my mind right now. And even though he had a couple bad ones, I know Perriman went for hundred over a hundred yards, but he had the awesome interception to seal the game pretty much. And then the Patriots drive and scored. And then he had an awesome, I don't know if it was a PBU, but it was in the end zone. Flacco throws like one of his deep ball, which by the way, Flacco looks like 24 pre 2014 flag, just a disaster <laughs> in this game. But he throws one of his pre uh, pre 2015 PI bombs and, and GC just blankets it the whole way. doesn't fall for it. doesn't get called for PI. And, and I love that about him. But people are, well, people, are, people are a little hard on him, LB. I don't like it. It's funny because I remember months and months and months ago you even said it has to be a bad sign that they picked up Jason McCourty's option because, you know, they paid him, I think, $6 million or something like that, and they picked up that option. They could have avoided paying that money, and they had a guy in the building that you would have thought, ideally, they don't need Jason McCourty because they can just, you know, go with Jawan Williams, and we haven't seen that, so... Ugh, that second round pick not looking like much right now. It's still early. Of course, we haven't seen him play much, you know, at, at least with Harry, we've seen him play enough to really just know he's bad. But I tend to be one of those people that thinks if he's not playing, he's probably not very good. Obviously that doesn't apply for Myers. I feel like maybe Myers just kind of got an un, unfair hand there with Edelman. And um, they were probably going to always give Harry a look before they gave one to Myers, just because of the draft pedigree. Of course, we know Myers here is an undrafted free agent. And the kid looked these past three weeks, he's been their best wide receiver and hasn't been close, really. I do like Bird. Bird makes some plays here and there. He's not a bad player. But I, I am really big on JC. I think that we've seen enough evidence. PFF has loved him now for three years. I don't know where they have him this year, but even his rookie year last year, they really loved him. They had him really high. Um, we've always felt he's the best too so. well. I hate to know where do they have him. I can tell you. He's uh, the second – the second highest graded uh, Patriots defender. And I still think he's a pretty high on the corners list because actually it's a very down year for corners in PFF. Like 80 this year is like, they should probably change their metrics just because defense is down all the way. But I don't think like anyone's over 85 and JC's at a 75. So, I mean, he's, I mean, he hasn't been doing too bad compared to their metrics. Some, you know, LB, something that like, we talked about, I think there is like, you know these games aren't these games aren't played on Madden. I think there is something to be said about having Gilmore over there and just knowing how good he is. And I want everyone to like think about like Gilmore pre New England. He wasn't this like lockdown. Like how was how old was he when he got here? Twenty seven, around there. Yeah, I think twenty seven. Right. So so Gilmore hits his prime at twenty seven and a half. Let's say twenty seven. And J.C. Jackson's 24 years old. We remember all those games where Chris Hogan was flying by Stephon Gilmore. Granted, he did make a pro ball. But I think there is something to be said. When you have someone on the other side that's very good, and I think once J.C. gets into the position where he is the number one corner, he will have that confidence. He will be able to – because he just doesn't have great technique right now. And I think he is athletic enough. And then once he we, once once he plays those games and realizes I'm the number one corner, then you have to sharpen your technique up. Then you know like it's for real. And you and if if he was doing this every week, I think this is going to be good for him actually. Because if this happened every week and he was a number one corner, like there's like zero shot. There's just like zero shot he's ever going to be a number one corner. So I think like this stuff is actually kind of good for his growth. 
because he is very young. Like I, I'm not, I, I don't think he's, I think he's way better than Malcolm Butler. I think it's even the Patriots, like those are reports about JC Jackson. Like they think he's better, like he can be better than Gilmore. And from what they've seen and think about how young he is, how much play experience he has, how much big game, game play experience he has, how many big plays he's made. I'm not about to like erase how much I like JC Jackson over like a, a bad game against. And then last game, I guess he didn't have a, the greatest game, but I need, I need, I'm going to give JC Jackson some time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that technique does take a little while to develop. Um, we saw it with Revis. Revis wasn't Revis his first few years. He started to just, he worked, he grinded his technique. He grinded, grinded, grinded. And then before you know it, he's the best shutdown corner in the game. Uh, Staying with Gilmore. Gilmore really grinded, and all of a sudden he became this technician. He didn't exactly gain speed, but he just got so good. He was like a pitcher who maybe loses a little bit of that fastball, but they start to develop their curveball and their changeup, some of these other pitches, and they get smarter. They get better with location. You see that a lot of corners, too, and I, I, I really feel like we will see that from JC at some point. He absolutely needs to clean up his technique. He's too sloppy sometimes. Um, one thing is he is very handsy. We do know that. But I do think that the refs are almost starting to let him get away with some of those, too, because we saw last night he was a little bit early on that Flacco one. Looked like it was going to be a touchdown ball squirted out. He was a little bit early. But when you're making plays all the time, you tend to get the benefit of the doubt. Guys like Revis would get the benefit of the doubt where they could grab a little bit. We saw it with Gilmore in the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 53. Cooks looks like it's going to be a big play. He kind of grabs him on the arm a little bit underneath a little bit early, and the refs don't call it because, you know, they tend to give those to really good corners. It's like a superstar basketball player getting his free throws. So I, I think the, the future is still really bright. The kid he has five interceptions this year leading the NFL. I'm not a huge interceptions guy, but when you start to do it, you know, year in, year out. So he had three as a rookie, and he didn't even really he didn't play as much as a rookie. Um, last year he had five this year. He has five again. We're only halfway through the season. He's on pace for 10. Obviously that, that probably won't happen. You know, it'd still be cool to see him finish with around, you know, seven or eight. The kid makes plays. So he does make mistakes, but he tends to make up for some of those mistakes as well, where he, he might make mistakes, but he's also going to get you, get you a big turnover here or there. No doubt. He needs to clean up his, his, his mechanics, his technique and all those things. But I mean, look, they don't just put Stephon Gilmore on blazing fast guys either. They, we've, we've said it for a couple of years now. One thing about Gilmore is they don't just say, okay, you're on an island with Tyree Kill this week. The Patriots scheme it up for everybody. So I don't think it's totally fair to say, well, they scheme it up for JC. They, they do the same for Gilmore too. Um, you know, Gilmore would, would usually draw Watkins for the Chiefs. And is Watkins... You know, I've always thought he was a little bit overrated. He's a good player, but I mean, he's not exactly Tyree Kill. So I think that to say that they scheme it up just for JC is totally unfair. They they have a system that they want to work with him where they want to use those three guys, that big three of Jones, JC, Gilmore. So, you know, I, I, I really cannot wait to see Gilmore come back. Who knows if they can pull off a win against the Ravens here this week and Gilmore's back and who knows? Who knows? You know, the, my brain tells me they're not going anywhere. My heart tells me, hey, you never know. So, so you know, I'm in this. And, and then you, you have Cam who does the same thing where one week he looks so good. You're thinking, man, this team might be for real. And then the next week it's just, you know, complete garbage. And you're thinking, oh, man, they're done. They have no shot with this QB play. Some of that might be him adjusting to the system. Some of that it could be a ton of different variables. You know, I know that we already moved on from the Cam thing, but. 
to stinking Ravens, stinking long-term. I still like their secondary a lot. I know that their secondary definitely had a bad night last night, but um, Evan did point out a play from DMAC that was phenomenal, uh, where he picked up the, the running back out of the backfield when he was, you know, it's supposed to be a blitz, but he saw the running back peel off. So he said, okay, I'm going with the running back. And it turns out to be really one of the game game-winning plays on that final drive there for the Jets, which was just horrible, by the way. <laughs> they... They threw, I think, an incomplete. They threw like a four-yard gain or something, and then Flacco takes a sack, and then Flacco throws an incomplete pass. So it was really just a battle of who wanted to tank harder last night. And we found out that the Jets, <laughs> the Jets have a lot more experience at losing football games than the New England Patriots. Twelve <laughs> men on the field for the field goal block team, which all it did was end up taking time off the clock. <laughs> I guess the Patriots got a field goal anyway, so. But I Man. like our secondary still. I really do. You know, who knows? If they get their crap together and they find a way to get to the seventh seed or something, who knows? Who knows? They have the pieces there, but their their front seven remains to be an issue, it appears. Now, am I crazy? I know that you said you rewatched the games. Did you happen to see Win- Wino in the middle last night? Because I swear I saw him in the middle a few times. Might have only been a handful of plays, but... Uh... You know, I really only I didn't I didn't see him in the middle, but uh, you know I could be wrong though. I wasn't really like focusing on Winnie, who, by the way, has DM'd me in the past week. <laughs> well, no, have we talked about it on the is. podcast? I'll leave that up to you. I will have, leave we, that have, up we ta- to you. have we talked about it on the podcast? I don't think we have. We might right, have. Let's just, let's just talk about it. So. So Winno, you know, he plays more this game, and LB reported the other day that Winno actually like wasn't playing because, like, he had that dumb penalty. And what else? What else happened with LB or with with Winno? <laughs> LB, refresher on mind here. What else happened? Something, he had that, he, had that he dumb did something play. I wouldn't advise. Oh, and then yeah, he argued was, it with got... Bill. He argued with <laughs> Bill, and then he had the dumb play, and he argued with Bill. And then you said, you know, that's one of the reasons why his snaps have been lowered. And, you know, Winnow's a great guy. I like Winnow, too. He's an awesome guy. But so one of our friends, you know, Chris Taylor, he listens to the podcast. What's on? What's going on, Chris? I actually met him once, uh, once, maybe what? twice, maybe more than once. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I know Chris. And he, he, Chris sent him this tweet and said, you know, something about kicking Bill's ass. And this was after the game. So this is not like he was referring to Belichick. He wasn't referring to it wasn't referring to the Bills. And Winnow likes the tweet. And of course, like we're all like gaslighting we're like gaslighting him and like and like screenshotting it and posting it everywhere. The Spike King posted it. And Winnow DM both of us. I mean, I have the receipts. I haven't showed it like many people what Winnow really said, but so like basic basically he was like, Hey man, um, I saw your screenshot. Just wanna let you know that's photoshopped. And you know what? I, I, this is what I said to him. I was like, "Winnow, like I'm a big fan of you, but you're like you're lying right now. You're not telling the truth right now." But I will. I'll go ahead. I'll delete him for you. So we deleted him. He said he said thank you or whatever. So you know, Winnow, Winnow Deanum's title talk. You know, people call us losers and stuff. But have you been DM by Winnow? I don't think so. So Winnow DMs us. He doesn't DM you. That's for dang sure. You're not important. You could say whatever you want about Winnow. He's not going to DM you. He DM me and Chris Taylor and LB. He told he actually DM'd LB and told him he was the most handsome and best linebacker in the state of Massachusetts ever did, in the history of ever say that. in yeah. the history of ever and we. <laughs> <laughs> we know LB that your your good friend. I think it's Anthony Sherman. He yes, plays for the Chiefs. Right. He played. Did he play linebacker? He did. He played he middle played linebacker. Line. He said. He said specifically. He said Anthony Sherman sucks. 
OB is better. <laughs> and uh, I actually told him this on the football field when we played him. And so he told him that. He said, OB's better than you. And so Sherman, he, I mean, the reports say that Sherman was crying afterwards. He was like, you know what? No one's ever said that to me. But yeah. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> but when he's been, he's been playing more LB. And, and I think, you know, it's not because he wasn't good or anything. And I think he's improved in some areas. You know, I showed the clip earlier from tackling like three people, chopping down, tackling three people in the running back. You know, maybe he gets a little bit bigger and improves on. But I see some stuff that I like with Wynn. He's a young guy, and he's a smart guy. So I see some things that I like, and I'm glad he's played a lot more. Something that I found hilarious for the game, LB, that we might have missed on before we talk about a little bit of Ravens. There's a couple other things here. Um, it was funny to me how the announcers were like, you know, uh, Jets are really carving up the middle right now. <laughs> just uh, Bitley's out there with some rookies. They're just carving them up, and and like this must be because the Jets coaches are just like, you know what, Bitley stinks. Like we see him, we see this game film. We're gonna, we're just gonna like, we're just gonna destroy this guy. And just talking about all the, and Bitley just doesn't end up playing, by the way. And Therese Hall plays, who I thought he played pretty good. PFF said the same, but I just found it hilarious that like Bentley's not even in the game. The teams are like, you know what, we got to go at Bentley. Where's he at? Where's he at on the field? Let's get a matched up with anyone who is breathing and has a pulse right now. They saw suckage out there, and they just assumed it was the suckiest player on the team. <laughs> they just said, it. we see some bad things going on down there. We're just going to assume it's Bentley. Boy, this guy blows. It is funny that even when he's not playing, he's getting blamed for being bad. But it's fair. He's terrible. He's awful. Right? He's terrible. He's terrible. If he played versus the Ravens, Oh man, I, I'm not in the mood to see him chasing after Lamar Jackson 15 times, just oh. running behind him slowly, crawling after him. I really don't want to see it. I really don't. Like, I, I don't think I can handle a whole night of Bentley just chasing down Lamar Jackson, chasing down. That's way too generous. Chasing after Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Chase, I think chasing is generous too. How about just running? <laughs> just, just running. Just hey, Bill, just Bill's in like, the hey, direction. Yo, Bentley, you got you got your Apple Watch on. You got to set the cardio right now because that's what you're doing right now, Bucko. I know you've got to set on football, but that's not what you're doing right now. You set it on outdoor run right now. He he must get a good workout in. I'll tell you that much. I mean, he got he he clearly doesn't lift enough because we we did see him get ran over by Jimmy Garoppolo, and he clearly oh my, I forgot about. That. He doesn't Damn, exactly have speed. My favorite thing to say is what what Bentley lacks in in physicality, he makes up for in having no speed. So it's not just that he's he's slow, but he's also really not physical at all. I mean, <laughs> you don't tell me this is hilarious because it's my favorite thing. Like you would you you could tell people. I think we would tell people like he's not good at covering. Yeah, but he's kind of a run-stopping guy. And you just have to laugh because, no, runs. he's not. What? And what? <laughs> which runs? I Which runs? It's funny because Adrian. I saw Adrian Phillips smack a guard yesterday. I was like, well, there's something you don't see when Bentley's in the game. Oh, and you know I love that stuff, dude. I do. I love that stuff. You and I have talked about Brandon Spikes. We always said, yes, Brandon Spikes, bad in coverage. I've seen people compare him to Brandon Spikes, and it's like, stop it. Brandon Spikes would smoke people. He'd stop the run. He'd make big plays in the backfield. Bentley just falls off of guys. He just always falls off of guys. I mean, I think he got hurt. I hope he. I hope he's healing up, and I hope he gets better. I think when he got hurt, 
it was from him missing a tackle. He went running down the field and kind of like dove over a dude. And but you see that a lot where he just misses a tackle. I think he like had so much like for him, he was going really fast. And when he kind of just like tried to tackle him too high, he flipped over and hit the ground hard. I don't, I don't know I, what he does well, but I don't want to see him chasing, you know, I don't want to see him in slow pursuit of Lamar Jackson all night. <laughs> oh, beast. I'll tell you what, you know, if the Ravens are game playing, you know, this is a Tuesday. They, I don't know if they practice today, but they probably walked into the, the meeting room today on offense. And there was just like a picture of Juwan Bentley <laughs> and they, they were like, say no more. And everyone left. There's our guy. <laughs> That's, That's him. it. Yep. What's the yep. game Rushing plan? Go after 51. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go after him right after him. It's one of those games where you miss high tower speed. <laughs> you miss high tower speed. <laughs> What a, what is going on in 2020, man? Seriously, uh, I mean, man. like we had actual Patriots fans watching the game saying, "Miss it, miss it," and and it's just what has happened. It went from just like winning <laughs> no, at all costs to just please don't beat the Jets, and it was a struggle. <laughs> it certainly wasn't easy. It was fun to see them come back though and and win. They were down ten points at a few different points. It was down ten at halftime, then they were down twenty seven seventeen, and you know it was it was just a, it was really just a, a battle of wills to see who wanted to lose that football game more. <laughs> you know what? Fights had this tweet, and he was talking about the Patriots. Uh, this was at the time when it was twenty to ten, and like I know I was I went to bed at this point. I watched the rest of the game, but I went to bed just like laying in bed because I was like, you know, I'm kind of depressed. And you know, I, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of the kind of guy that wouldn't care if we got a top ten. We got a top ten. But, you know, when they think it's actually they, it's not we anymore. It's they. So they <laughs> get a top ten pick. So I, I, I was good. I'd be happy with that. But I wasn't. I wasn't very happy at all. And fights had this tweet, and I said, you know what, fights, you have to think of it this way. They are not losing at winning. <laughs> they are winning at losing. <laughs> and and that's the way I love to see it. So that they, they were, you know, they were they were winning and losing. I, you know, we can talk about the state of the tank now. I think you know LB actually said it perfectly. He said if the Patriots were tanking and listening to Brady NFL, a former Bryson NFL, Nikhil Harry would be out there. Nikhil Harry would be out there. They'd rush him somehow. They'd give him Tom Brady's concussion water. He'd be out there playing. They're sending Bentley out there with a knee brace. They'd patch him up. They'd be playing. They'd they'd have like 50 shots in their knees and they'd like play football. Yeah. Bentley. Get out there, kid. Tough it up. And I just want to quell any rumors right now because like um, we're going to quell some rumors here. So a lot of my followers have been saying that Akil Harry has been spotted at like massive parties without a mask on and violating mask protocol and lockdowns and whatever different stuff you get, they have up there. Um, we're both, none of us are in mass right now, but I've, I've heard it's pretty locked down. So my followers are actually starting these rumors about Nikhil Harry in hopes that he would like never play football for the Patriots again. And first of all, Nikhil Harry, I apologize. This is not true about you. If, when facts are facts, I'll go ahead and say them, but this is definitely a lie. I didn't make it up. It wasn't me. I know you search your name on Twitter all the time. And uh, yeah, it wasn't me. You know what? I'm just we're just waiting for those DMs from Nikhil Harry. Like, hey, bro, meet me at uh, meet me at this place right here, right here, right now. Your podcast. Hey, man. You suck at football. I've got a mobile jugs machine. We're going to go out to you and me right now. You think this is Boy, easy? Man. You and me. You and me, buddy. <laughs> so you can catch more out of 20. You and me. <laughs> 
it'd probably be close. <laughs> nah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely get out. I mean, especially if, if he was, you know, I'd, I'd almost think I had a chance if it was just like regular, just me and him out on the street catching these balls. But if it's, if, if I know that he's posting it on his Instagram story, I know I'm screwed. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'm totally out That's of it. That's a lot Nikhil of pressure. He's, if it's on his Instagram story, he's going to show out and ball him. I mean, I can't do that. I mean, his Instagram story owns. I mean, shout out to Nikhil Harry. Instagram story is the greatest. Yeah, he's great at Instagram. He's great at it. He's an animal. He's an animal on Instagram. Oh, brother. You know, LB, I guess we could we can finish up with this Jets week um, with the state of the tank because a lot of people have the state of the tank confused. And especially, you know what, this is like a whole, this is a, I don't want to get political here, but this is a hilarious, like, I'm trying to be moderate here. And then you have like the, let's lose every play, every game, let's just suck. And then there's like, let's win, <laughs> let's win the Super Bowl. And like, here am I, I am in the middle. And people were confusing all, all sorts of like sides of the aisle with me. So I would just like to say that there are a couple rules to the tank here. And rule number one, and this is why, you know, I don't want the Patriots to tank. Okay, I like winning games. But if they are just very competitive and like this game, if they happen to lose this game, yeah, it would suck. But I would also be like, you know, I saw some good things. You know what? You want the team to be better. Not like Sixers. But the thing is, the, you, there has to be rules. The Patriots have a good culture. The Sixers never had a good culture. The Patriots have a great coach. The Sixers never had a great coach. Patriots have great front office, all this stuff, great surrounding. They have leadership. They have all sorts of stuff that you could like. This is like the perfect situation to get a top pick, similar to how the Dolphins did, by the way. And so I don't want the Patriots to lose every game. If they win a game, that's just fine with me, too. But if Edelman stays on IR and Stidham goes in and throws like 500 interceptions, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too you know, upset with that either, the way Stidham's been looking. But the thing is, it's not about players. It's not about, well, Pat Mahomes was drafted eighth overall, whatever it was, or Deshaun Watson was picked here. No, it's about this. It's about acquiring draft capital, top five picks preferably, and a quarterback class that we both think is pretty good. And you never know who's going to vault up or down or which way you're going to get. It's not about player. It's a draft. It's not quarterback draft. It is a draft. You could you could draft any player you want. That's the awesome part about having to have a top five pick. But you also could do like the San Francisco 49ers and get four pretty good picks out of one spot. They traded up from three. The Bears traded up from three to two to draft. Who, who did they draft? Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. They drafted yeah. slow pitch Mitch, and they gave all these picks, the picks of the 49ers who have a pretty good roster right now, and it's mostly because of that. They got a lot of good players from that. And, you know, I was just like the Patriots to set themselves up in a really good way for the future. You know, it, I mean, of course, we're getting ready to talk about the Ravens and what happens if they win that game. But it's not about losing every game. You know, I still want them to be competitive. And if they lose, they lose. If they win, they win. I'm happy either way. You need to, just like you said earlier, I woke up this morning. I was making my coffee. I was bebopping around. I was happy. They won. <laughs> and, you know, it was fun, you know, watching the game-winning drive. It, ended up, it ends up being fun. And winning is fun, and I like that too. But you know what? Maybe at the end of the year, if they had a top five pick, I wouldn't be too mad about that. But let's see where it goes, LB. I know you're not, I know you're not a big fan of the tank, but – I'll tell you, it's not that I'm not a big fan of the tank. I, I, I am totally fine with that aspect of it. Truly, I am. I just I look at it like this. If you're watching the game and they win, that's a good thing. You should enjoy it. You shouldn't be upset about it, you know? 
if they lose the game, you can take solace in the fact that they're going to be drafting higher. So, I mean, if you're watching them and they're losing, you know, that sucks, but at least, you know, Hey, there's a good pick around the corner, but if they do happen to win a football game, I don't see any point in being upset or mad about it. We saw people, we saw people actually mad, legitimately mad. (laughs) You just can't make up your mind here. They lose games. You're mad. They win games. You're mad. Can you imagine in the past 20 years, if we were watching games, like, I can't believe Gostowski made that kick, that piece of shit. (laughs) I cannot even believe Brady just did that. Brady just came back. They were down 20 points. I can't believe Brady came back on them. What a sack of human garbage to come back and win that football game. I hate it. And it's just so, so bizarre to me how 2020 has flipped everything upside down. Like nothing makes sense and everything is the opposite. So here we are. I look at it like the guide, the guide to watching the Patriots the rest of the year is if they lose a football game, you can be happy because they're moving up in the draft pick. If they win the football game, enjoy it. Be happy that they won the football game. Winning's supposed to be fun. You should enjoy it as a fan. You, we can't change the outcome once it happens. So you might as well enjoy the win, even if it is the 0-9 New York Jets. Screw them. Screw the Jets. It's always good to see the Jets. I love moves. it. We <laughs> love know? that. Yeah. We do. Love we that. do love, love that. Love that. To wrap this game up, the worst part about it was I had no idea who some of these guys were, and I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like, I'm what I do when I watch the game, especially at the beginning of the year, is like, "Hey Siri, who's number 58? Hey Siri, who's number 59 on the Patriots?" And I had to do that a whole lot. So um, the Patriots <laughs> are playing a whole lot of young players, and actually, some of them looked like they were better than Juwan Bentley. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. actually pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually pretty happy with that and the results. So Flacco doesn't get his day. Uh, the Patriots win. J.C. Jackson gets the game ceiling interception after looking like burnt toast all day. Cam gets his first game winning drive here with the Patriots. I'm pretty sure that was good too. Jacoby Myers looks awesome, and now he's going to have the role. It's just a shame that he never played at the beginning of the year. But now we're moving on, LB. You know what? We're not the we're not the kind of guys to get in here and say, well, you know what? The five hole on the Ravens kickoff team matches up really well with the second line of kick returners for the Patriots. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna do X's and O's. Gunner is the key to this football game. Gunner is the key of this. We're gonna keep it short and simple here for the Ravens. And before we start, I just wanna I just wanna say Cam Newton, despite despite Lack of touchdowns, I don't care what it says. His PFF grade is better. Has been better than Lamar Jackson has this year. Take solace in that. Take solace in that as we discuss the Ravens because Clayus Campbell's out. Um, The Ravens are having a pretty weird year on offense. They're like 20-something. A lot of metrics on offense. They're just like kind of like the Patriots with a better defense almost. They don't have very good weapons, but their defense is pretty good. Clayus Campbell is out. You know, they're really good at stopping the run. The Patriots like to run the ball. Uh, the Ravens love to run the ball. The Patriots have been awful at running the ball. To me, the Ravens are favored by seven and a half. The Patriots have covered like three of their games. They didn't cover yesterday. They covered in Buffalo, so maybe they're due. So if the Patriots win this one, they'll be four and five. They play the Texans after that. They could potentially be five and five. And you know what? Before I said embrace the tank, the season's over, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe I was wrong. So maybe if they win this game, they I, I still think they kind of could win this game. I still think they could. I think Lamar's not that good. I think Cam, if Cam plays the way like, like he did today, granted the Ravens are, are much better. But if Cam plays good, 
the the Patriots definitely have a shot at winning. LB, what do you yeah. think about this game? And that's kind of what it's that's kind of what it's come down to. It's come down to how will Cam play tonight, and if Cam plays well in this football game, they they definitely have a shot. If he doesn't play well, they have zero shot because their defense isn't as good as it was last year. Um, they can run the football, but as we know, running the football is a nice complimentary piece. It's not going to win you football games, really. <clears throat> I can't really think of that many. Even like we like to talk about the Titans last year, Derrick Henry went crazy. They only The Titans scored really 14 points. Then they had the pick six to end the game, or it might have been 13 points they had, whatever it was. It was that weird score. I think it was 14 to 13, and then the... You know, it was just a weird, weird, odd game. And the, tit- the Titans ran the hell out of the football, but the Patriots, they can usually pretty much run the football now this year. Harris has been nice. I don't know what's up with his injury. Burkhead looks good when he's in there. Um, your your good friend Sonny Michelle seems to be nearing a comeback, correct? Oh, I actually forgot who that was. I've been watching <laughs> Damian Harris for the past couple of weeks, and, yeah. and the thing is he's not a first-round pick. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. I don't know where – I don't know where Sony gets in this lineup. Harry's over five yards of Gary this year. So he was at 5.7 entering the night last night. He finished the night with 5.1. Once again, as the game goes on, he gets stronger. At halftime, I think he was at three yards of carry. It wasn't looking that great. And then by the end of the night, he was at 5.1. He tends to do that a lot where, you know, you check his stats at halftime, not really that great. By the end of the game, they look spectacular. Can you hear me, Albie? Thank you.